Hello and welcome to a Muslim and a Jew unlearning. All right, Julia, what are we talking about today? Um, we are going to talk about willful ignorance. Um, why don't you start us off with the quote and then I will define that. All right. People who shut their eyes to reality simply invite their own destruction. And anyone who insists on remaining in a state of innocence long after that innocence is dead turns himself into a monster. Um, James Baldwin. Yes, that was James Baldwin. Thank you, Zena. Mm-hmm. Um, we love him. We should probably we should oh, do a whole episode on him. <laughs> um, so willful ignorance. For some reason, we're both having trouble saying willful. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the intentional choice by somebody to remain ignorant um, about a certain situation, about the world in general, about reality, because it feels better emotionally and it's easier to not know or be aware of certain things Mm -hmm. um ignorance is bliss that's what they say ignorance is bliss so maybe before we get into willful ignorance like do you think ignorance is bliss um i think so i mean 100 percent. i mean personally a lot of my stress and anxiety not only comes from like of course my own personal and professional life but like with what's going on in the world you know you open up your social media every single day and you see what's happening in Afghanistan what's happening in Lebanon what's happening in Haiti you know and it's just constant just bombardment of like all Mm -hmm. these issues and stuff that are happening around the world you know so you know that causes me a lot of anxiety sometimes a part of me feels like if I didn't know I would think everything was fine. And you know what? Like a lot of people think that way, which is why these things persist. So in a way, like I do choose to learn these things because I know that like that's the only way to stop them. But like it is a lot easier to not know anything at all. Yeah. Um, I I agree. I when I think about this quote, I think about, okay, so bliss, I literally Googled the definition of bliss. Cause I was like, I really want to know what I think about this. And it is to quote unquote, reach a state of perfect happiness, typically. So as to be oblivious of everything else. And so when I think about ignorance is bliss, I think about um, myself in college, honestly, I was so freaking happy and so freaking ignorant. Um, that was like, pure happiness um un undisturbed by like almost like else in the world besides like my bubble of like Gettysburg College and um I'm like it was awesome I don't like regret being ignorant and happy during those years but like um the happiness that I experience in my life now is just like more complex and deeper than that surface level, like ignorant happiness. Yeah. So I do think ignorance is bliss, but it's not what I strive for. Yes. Um, That's a really good point to bring up too, because like, again, like it comes from a place of privilege to choose like not to see these things. But once you've been exposed to them, it's like, it's, and I guess I don't, I, I wonder what it means to be that type of person, you know, to like choose to want to like expose yourself to these things because mm-hmm. like I feel personally a lot more comfortable knowing that I'm doing something than doing nothing. I think doing yeah. nothing is like very stressful for me, knowing all these things that are going on. So I have to do something about it. 
But like mm-hmm. that, I don't know what you need to do to instill that or create that within a person. Yeah. But like, and also you bringing up like you in college, like sometimes we bring ourselves up like in high school, like in high school, like we are stressing about things and not all of us, all of us have actual, like some of us had real problems in high school, but a lot of us had, you know, our biggest problems were, you know, social minuscule problems in high school yeah. that seemed like it was the end of the world then. And looking um, back- Everything like, was the end of the world. Like everything I, got, like break- Mm-hmm. literally die I thought I was gonna die every time I broke exactly like the clothes you wore the people what people thought about you like it was and then looking back you're like oh my gosh like we all need a con- especially as teachers and teaching high school students like you know your high school students like the drama like the drama it's like, like I promise you you won't be concerned about this in five minutes no exactly so it's like um, people don't know, like, you know, the bigger things that are out there, like yeah. most of them don't know those things. So of course, like they're going to focus on like these little things that like in the grand scheme of things don't matter, but matter, you know, in their own lives because they haven't been exposed to like, yeah. you know, what adults have. Not that that makes them in- invalid, yeah. just it's whatever. Everything uh-huh. is um, uh, relative. Uh-huh. So, so uh, willful ignorance. Like I said, it's intentionally choosing to ignore things that make you uncomfortable or challenge like your own beliefs and what you think is normal or right. Um, And I think an important aspect of this is, first of all, being uncomfortable is what leads to growth. So avoiding being uncomfortable means you're not growing and challenging yourself. But also, I personally, what this topic brings up for me is the idea of what we ignore or avoid in certain situations because they've been deemed um, impolite or like not appropriate socially to talk about in certain settings or quote unquote political. Um, And I think it's a way to shut down conversations um, and to shut out uncomfortable and unpleasant topics and feelings, um, which is a form of willful ignorance. And what, what is a really good example of one of those topics? Um, (laughs) what like Donald Trump? You're looking for something specific, like for example, yes, race. I think, yes, like, um, uh, yeah, we've been taught, and I say we as a white person, um, because that was my experience, obviously, Mm -hmm. uh, that it's impolite to talk about race and racism. Um, it's like it's it's being too political, it's being rude, you know, um. It's taboo. And that is a form of willful ignorance. It's it's saying we're comfortable in the state where we don't talk about the things that we know are wrong uh, because they're not harming us. Um, let's just stick to that status yeah. quo um, and, and feel safe. Yeah. And like the part, like bringing up like feeling safe and feeling comfortable, like for example, like when we think about like white people and white guilt, like mm-hmm. when they're talking about race, they're thinking, when we talk about race, we have to talk about it in terms of like white supremacy mm-hmm. and like this hierarchical structure, like white people on top. You have to talk about it that way because that's what it is. Mm-hmm. And so that of course makes people, white people uncomfortable. guilty and uncomfortable because yeah. for one, it shatters everything they thought they believed because they thought yeah. that they got to where they got through just purely hard work and merit. When it's like, no, you had a privilege because of your race and that shatters everything they believed in. So yeah. it's so much easier to be like, no, you're crazy and you're liberal left. Like this is, I actually worked hard. Like that's so yeah. much easier to believe. So that's why. And like, I, yeah, hmm. I feel like there's two, no, this is like, okay. I don't like to say this so like um, definitively, but I feel like there's two kind of 
paths of why Mm -hmm. people are willfully ignorant Mm -hmm. there's it makes you uncomfortable and feel guilty so white people with racism or anybody and climate change maybe hopefully you feel a little bit guilty um you know you play a role in it but like you don't really feel like there's anything you can do so you avoid it Uh and then the other thing that's like um things happening in third world countries across the world like um what you were mentioning before haiti lebanon afghanistan palestine um you don't really feel like you're playing a role in it but you feel like it's too big too intense you're too far removed from it but it's a you, there's nothing you can do and it's upsetting to think about so you're not mm-hmm. gonna think about it so mm-hmm. like there's two different reasons we avoid you know yeah that's a really good point that's definitely a really good point because like and it's like a powerless yeah the powerless aspect of it especially when things are going on abroad like what can you do and there are things you can do it's just not what you think it yeah. is like people think about what they can do is like oh we have to go to that country and physically like actually save them where it's like no there's things yeah. you can do like letting your your representatives know hey we want refugees like bring them yeah. here because we can take them we can and we can do a whole episode on, like, how we can take refugees. We like, should do an episode on, yeah, like, asylum seekers, refugees, mm-hmm. and immigration and stuff. I also think part of it is um, people feel – guilt is a part of it even if you're not playing a role in, like, the issue. Because I, I think there's – people have trouble finding a balance between, like, being aware of all the things that suck in the world and, like, living their lives. Like, um you know, like, I'll see all this stuff on Instagram about whatever it is that's wrong, you know, like the fires and um, the Taliban. And then it's like, I post some infographic or something like, and then I'm like going out or I'm on on the beach. And like, I want to post a picture of that. And I'm like, well, now I feel like an asshole. Like, people feel bad living their lives when they like acknowledge that not everyone is like in that like place mm-hmm. when in reality you can like live your life and be happy and like have fun and also be aware and like mm-hmm. raise awareness of what's mm-hmm. going on that isn't like all uh happy and fun stuff yeah. and I think with that like I always thought about like solutions to these things like how we can actually like from abroad you know help people and it's like the art of raising awareness like letting people know like that those things like actually thinking and I thought about this in depth like creating an actual class like in high school classes or you can teach kids like you know yeah live your life raising awareness but you can do both you can be a person you don't have to be some lawyer political activist to care for other people and to uplift yeah. other people like you can literally be whatever job you want to be while raising awareness while contacting representatives all this stuff that could be a two-way thing and it doesn't have yeah, to be. It doesn't have to take over your life. It doesn't exactly it doesn't take over your life, and that's how I feel now. You because can if you wanted to, but yeah, yeah, and like, I, like for me, that's my interest. So that's why I feel like it's taking over my life because that's what I want to do. But like some mm-hmm. people, I have to choose my job or helping people. It's like you can do both. Yeah, <laughs> literally yeah. do both. So I think that's one way to like kind of like address like this issue of like welfare ignorance, like because people just don't know how to go around it. They don't know what to do with those emotions and feelings. Yeah um very true so there's like a almost like a mental health aspect of this um do you think I should can I give the example from um so informed Mm -hmm. um okay so this is one of our favorite accounts we talked about it last week it used to be um so you want to talk about now it's so informed um and there was both about willful ignorance like a long time ago and one recently 
there was a good example um, about police brutality, basically. Um, I'm going to pretty much read it word for word. So credit to so informed. This is not my own um, making. A person believes that um, all cops are good cops. So which is like a common belief held by lots of people. So when a bad cop kills an unarmed black man on camera and we all see it, which happens all the time, um, people, the person who believes that all cops are good cops doesn't believe their eyes, literally, like doesn't believe what they see. They deny it. Um, they sometimes engage in what's called what about ism. That's a great word. Um, so, for example, saying, well, what about the man that was um, killed? Surely he did something to deserve it. Or what about, okay, this doesn't say this on the infographic, but like, what about what he was doing when he was getting killed? Um, what about if he hadn't done X? What if he hadn't, you know, like all these scenarios in which um, the black man who was killed is basically to blame for being killed. Um, and so that is an example of willful ignorance, you know, like choosing to not see the reality of a situation because it's, it's just like too upsetting or it's like the cognitive dissonance is too much for you to handle. And that's also a form of confirmation bias, um, which is a way that we all confirm our biases that we all inevitably have um, to help us create a nice illusion of reality. Um, not the truth because mm-hmm. it makes us more comfortable which is like i'm not like trying to like shame anyone for doing this because like i do it everyone does it it's like mm-hmm. a natural human reaction to trauma mm-hmm. um and to like horrific events but um it's something that like people need to be like uh internally aware of in order to yeah. avoid and that's the thing it's like with willful ignorance like we tend to think about bias in terms of like just race or like identity like bias mm-hmm people but like people need to check their bias in terms of these things like when you're consuming information like are you completely 100% believing it and not questioning yourself are you hesitant and are you looking up to make sure it's correct like why do you believe these things like people need to think about bias in terms of those things when they're consuming information Um, we don't talk about so for example I like I always say this I feel like confirmation bias is the downfall of our society (sighs) I think it's literally the reason why people are just not seeking out information because they're the thing about social media, that algorithm, it's so perfect, so in tune to your interests. Yeah. You truly believe everything you already believe because it's hundreds of posts are telling you exactly what you believe. So you're not yeah. going to check your information because it's true, because everyone believes it, quote unquote, right? So that right there, people only think about bias in that way in terms of consuming information. So I have a whole thing. And I'm going to just define confirmation bias here. Confirmation yeah. bias is the inclination to draw conclusions about a situation or person based on your personal desires, beliefs, and prejudices rather than on biased merit, which is why people who watch Fox News think they're like incredibly, you know, well informed because Fox News is spewing exactly what these people believe. So they're not going to change. But like we, uh, people on the left do it too, you know, like you watch the news yes. outlet that, mm-hmm. that tells you the news the way mm-hmm. you want to hear it. Yeah. So go on. And, and I want to also acknowledge my bias with like conservatives too. Definitely the far left. Yeah just as guilty just as guilty yeah we we just personally don't like Fox News yeah (laughs) um for the for the most part for the most part um Mm. if I had to generalize 
um, okay, that made me, th- what you said made me think of an example of myself um, fighting willful ignorance um, because I do, like, we, we follow a ton of similar accounts and, like, we consume similar things and share them with each other. And I have, like, a very, like, my algorithm is, like, Democrat, liberal, feminist. <laughs> like, um, I am bombarded with, uh, like, liberal perspectives that just I agree with um Mm -hmm. and there are I definitely follow if anything things that are more left than me like accounts that are more left than me and so when everyone started paying attention to Israel and Palestine which by the way have you noticed no one's talking about it anymore because no one cares I knew this was gonna happen Um, (laughs) yeah I like you know like I was really struggling like I was having a lot of anxiety like going on social media and felt really overwhelmed with like the anti-Israel rhetoric that I was like being faced with on my own account because of like who I follow and like what they what Instagram knows I like Mm -hmm. because that's something that doesn't line up with like most of my ideology like my position on on that conflict is um like more moderate than my other views and I had to be like I'm not unfollowing accounts because this is going to make me uncomfortable um I'm I'm not going to look at it for an x amount of time if it's going to upset me but like when I do I need to like read it digest it um check it and then like honestly most of the time if it was something that was like triggering me or like upsetting me like I would just like send it to you and talk to you about it um but that was hard for me to be like I'm not gonna not read this because it is making me uncomfortable because it it doesn't align with like my feelings about Mm -hmm. Israel Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and it's 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 uncomfortable like Mm -hmm. and so easy to avoid yeah so yeah, that was my personal, most recent personal experience. I feel like with this. Sometime. Yeah, and I think I feel like some like part of me too can relate to because like, and again like disclaimer doesn't mean like I like when it came to uh, all the critiques and that that were happening like from Afghanistan like my stresses came back when it comes mm-hmm. to like you know critiquing Islam mm-hmm. you know like really worrying and stressing about like people needing to having to different differentiate like this this is Taliban, this is its own separate group. It's a bad group. It has they're not Muslim people. Like they don't follow Islam, but people are not differentiating that. They're just going full force like this Islamist extremist group or just like this group is going to completely strip without acknowledging like the history like we talked about last week. Like mm-hmm. this group is super horrible and evil to women because of colonization. Like yeah. you have to add on those things. So I feel like both sides, like liberal and conservative take very nuanced and complex situations, water it down and fill it with emotion, which also like makes us in turn, when we're consuming it, feel all the steps of emotion. So we're not even examining the situation according to like what the situation actually is. You know, like for example, Israel and Palestine, like what, like all of those things, like critiquing Israel, like to the max, it's like they had to acknowledge other things as well. Like it's not just Israel. It's like all of these other things mm-hmm. and other groups that are doing this as well. So like, but now everyone just purely demonizing Israel when we should be also like being mad at the United States and like Britain and like stuff like that. You know, it's not just them and it's not all the Israeli people. It's specifically the government. So like we have to be very careful about how or how social, we have to acknowledge how social media is talking about these situations because it blurs how we should actually be going about these situations, which yeah. is why nothing gets done. 
because we and, think the solution is to go in there and do something about it when that's not the case. Yeah, and I think I think you said the word defense, defense or defensiveness or something similar because I think that's an important part of this is like when you feel yourself being defensive or feeling defensive, that's like when this is going to creep in mm-hmm. your desire to be willfully ignorant because that's what happened to me with Israel and Palestine. It wasn't it wasn't my like my defensiveness of of Israel was taking over like m- how I feel about the situation mm-hmm. because it's my feelings are much more complex than yeah. I'm, I'm on Israel's side that's mm-hmm. not how I feel yeah, but exactly. like my like d- defensiveness was the dominant emotion rather than mm-hmm. like any type of like rationality or like desire to like have a productive conversation or listen to the other side I just wanted to like defend because it like was emotionally Mm -hmm. was like triggering Mm -hmm. so like you have to recognize that Uh uh-huh and and then when you recognize that like that's when you can very much like well you start to consume information with that consideration so you if anything like people don't think about like this like when you check your bias Think of it as getting, making yourself like smarter and more open. You become a more. That's open. what it is. It is. That's what it is. It's a good thing. Like you check your bias and you improve as a person. People think mm-hmm. like when they check their bias, they're like, "Oh my god, I'm not racist. I'm not prejudiced. I'm not hateful." No, but we grew up in a society that is. So there's gonna yeah. be some of that in us. It's gonna be in there. We're gonna have yeah. our biases. You know, like I mean, I grew up American and Lebanese Mexican household, like. I have all these biases and I, mm-hmm. it's really hard to find which route I'm in because I grew up with all these different things and all these different ideas. You know, like we grew up all, we all grew up weird. So we're going to have some weird ideas and beliefs and that's yeah. okay. That's yeah. okay. Just check. <laughs> you have to like be like, I might be wrong mm-hmm. to not be willfully ignorant and to not fall into confirmation bias. And people don't like to be wrong. I don't like to be wrong. Yeah. Um, And this becomes a question about ego in our society and everyone trying to like one up one another. So I think especially in a meritocracy, individualistic society like the United States, like being right and being on top is very much emphasized, I think, especially in our society than like maybe something that is more collective, like, I don't know, like Mexican culture. Mm -hmm. Um, But in in the end, I think most people, human beings like to be right. So Mm -hmm. when we're proven wrong, like that sucks we feel bad about ourselves so there's another thing it's your ego so you have to check yourself on that doesn't mean you're stupid it just means you just didn't know like we have to talk about how we think about ignorance and how we talk about ignorance too yeah Yeah. um i like have two solutions to this problem is it too soon to go to solutions just, yeah, no, let's go, let's go, let's do it. Okay. <laughs> um, okay, one of them is, like, going back to social media, um, just, like, broadening your horizons on social media. Wait, I want to find this account. Um, it's such a great place to just add voices and perspectives that aren't the norm for you. Um, and, like, you don't even have to turn on the news. Like, you should. <laughs> Um, but like, it's so easy to just follow a new account, um, and like get a new perspective. So like my example for this actually has nothing to do with like what we're talking about. Um, okay. His name is, their name is, I can never tell what people's handles, what their actual name is. Oh, I think it's Alok 
via <gasps> Menon. Do you follow yeah, them? I love them. Yeah. Okay, so my family friend, shout out Lily, they recommended that I follow this account because um, I it's like gender, the gender binary and all that stuff um, isn't like my number one, like, um, like what you think about, like, yeah, or talk about, or Mm -hmm. like have learned most about, Mm -hmm. like, it's usually like race and that's then religion and stuff like that. Like cultural stuff, um, not like sexuality and, or sexual orientation and stuff Mm -hmm. like that. Mm -hmm. So they were like, my family friend was like, follow this account because it will like, like challenge. It'll like push you, take you out of your comfort zone. And it did. Mm -hmm. It's not, the posts are not what I see um, normally in my feed. And now I've been following them for a while. So like, um, and they post a lot. So like, I'm like, cool, whatever. But it was at first a little bit of a jolt every time a post Mm -hmm. from them came up because I wasn't like used to it. And like, Mm -hmm. once you expose yourself to something different, Mm -hmm it's just like another thing instead of something that's like yeah. polarizing when it shouldn't be, if that makes sense. Yeah. I so just like exposure, I think is one solution mm-hmm. for this problem. Yeah. And I think, yeah, I definitely think so. I think that account too helped me a lot with like, cause in terms of like, when I think about pronouns, like in terms of how people identify uh, with they, them, like getting used to that. Yes. So following those types of accounts really, really do help in, you know, implementing those values into my own life. And also like thinking about like identities that you don't even think about, like ableism, like or not yeah. ableism, like able-bodied, like privilege. Like I'm an able-bodied person. That's a privilege. And we don't think about, and, you know, and if you think about who you follow on Instagram, it's pretty much all able-bodied people. Exactly. You know, it's like, like you, when we think about race, it's like if, everyone you follow is white like you like that's not good so people would probably like you know jump on that but we don't think about able-bodied oh my God, every single person i follow is able-bodied yeah like no it needs to you need to diversify because again that's going to contribute to your bias you know possibly against like people who don't who are not able-bodied yeah. or something like that or have different abilities um so yeah, I think that tip is such a good tip. Like just diversifying your surroundings and your group and your bubble, yeah. like interact with people because that you're not to. It's also like sometimes people are like, okay, I don't want to be racist. Like I'm going to go make friends with someone who's not white. Like you can't really become friends with people because you don't want to be racist. Um, mm-hmm. I didn't like say um, – say I only had Jewish friends like I didn't become friends with you I didn't say like let me go find a Muslim to become friends with so I can be like woke with religion it was like a coincidence (laughs) that we became friends and whatever had different religions um and not that you shouldn't make friends with people outside of your like identity circle but following people on Instagram you can say I'm gonna follow this person because they're x and I don't know a lot about it Mm -hmm. and so I can learn through this um because I almost feel like maybe this is problematic, but like, I feel like you can almost like tokenize an Instagram account in your own brain without like mm-hmm. being harmful to somebody. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and of course with that, it's like, we have to also be like, take responsibility in finding the information on our own as well. Yeah. Like, like, 
Instagram is a great place to kind of start like thinking about things you wouldn't think about. But then from there, it's like, you need to go look up things, read articles. Like that can't be all your information. That's a great way to kind of be like, oh, I didn't even think about like, you know, how gender has changed because of colonization, you know, like you don't don't know this. So you go and you start to read, you know, into little things. So that's what people need to do. So I think that's a solution to like, well, ignorance, like diversifying that and like, taking the initiative to go read I shouldn't have said you can tokenize an Instagram account because it is a person probably Mm -hmm. but like a lot of Instagram accounts exist because they want to help people most human beings don't exist because Mm -hmm. they want to help you learn about what you don't know Uh um is what I meant um okay my second solution is like unlearning and relearning or basically just unlearning the idea of like something being taboo. So like I mentioned earlier, like a lot of times we ignore and avoid things as part of willful ignorance because we deem it like too political or like not polite to talk about like taboo subjects. And I'm sorry, but like nothing makes me more freaking mad than when you talk about something that like matters like a human rights issue like immigration or like institutionalized racism and somebody says like I don't want to get political (laughs) like that makes my blood boil because like that's not political that's like those are human beings I know human rights you just like like, they're separate from political (laughs) or you're uncomfortable having the conversation so you're calling it political because in the dominant white anglo-saxon culture of america like you can just say something's not polite and then no one's allowed to talk about it yeah see and that that's that's exactly how they shut it down that's exactly what they did with um period like periods being taboo yeah periods were not taboo they were like this thing like it it meant so many different things to so many different tribes. No one would be alive without people getting their periods. Exactly. Like, Why periods were a big thing. They, they were never seen as disgusting or bad. Or, and then with colonization, for example, uh, I don't want to, like, I'm going to use Hawaii um, as one. Like, Hawaiian tribes, like, saw periods, you know, as, like, a beautiful thing. And then with colonization, eventually with that, like, it became taboo. And it's like, you have to separate women or, like, not separate women, like, women are on their periods like don't touch them or like it was seen as gross or you have to you can't talk about it like it's not clean like those ideas were implemented with for example with colonization you know so like things being taboo that was created it's made up it's not this doesn't have to be taboo you know when things are taboo and we don't talk about it then we're never going to find a solution so when people say political that's political you're that you're saying that from a place of privilege because you know you're not affected by any of this exactly yeah Exactly. And it's, it's such a wide range of topics that we do that too. Like we do it with race and racism and um, uh, homophobia, like immigration, um, abortion, abortion, sex. That's why we can't just have freaking regular health classes like mandated because sex is taboo to talk about, even though like you can get pregnant or die or like get diseases if you don't know like what you're doing, but like for some, but we can't talk about it. Like, it just like doesn't make sense that we've labeled important issues. Yeah, like think about it. Very important. Yeah, literally, it's all taboo. All the issues and problems we need to fix are all taboo. Like that's that's not because a because cool. it's the way that yeah, like we just avoid mm-hmm. willfully ignore issues that don't affect us 
or make us uncomfortable. That's what they're doing in Texas. They're making race now a taboo subject. We're not yeah. banning school, so now it's gonna it's gonna trickle in more than it already is into our society and our social interactions. Now it's gonna even be more so more quote unquote taboo. Yeah, so like this is like it doesn't have to be this way. Like people need to acknowledge like what like hmm why is it taboo? Like question question. Yeah. who who made it taboo? Probably yeah. someone who doesn't want it to change, and like topics like political topics i'm i'm using air quotes that get really heated or like quote unquote inappropriate topics that make people uncomfortable like wouldn't get really heated or make people uncomfortable if they hadn't been like like shushed for so long Mm -hmm. so i think yeah i think like exposure and social media is one of the ways to do that to things that are like outside of your comfort zone or outside of your like realm of knowledge. And then also like fighting this idea of taboo and like unlearning this like political correctness actually, because like the right generally are the people who say like make fun of like liberals for being like, we have to be politically correct. You're going to hurt everyone's feelings, but really it's not about being politically correct. It's, it's about like being more educated and Mm -hmm being politically correct I'm like not about that because it means like we're stopping conversations that need to be had Mm -hmm. yeah and like people's need to also rethink like what they think about when they think about comfort and discomfort it's a it's a good thing to feel uncomfortable like truly the sentence like if you're not outraged you're not paying attention that's true like you you should be uncomfortable because you're growing you're learning good job good job like that's good like people would need everything and you can pay attention and have boundaries because Mm -hmm. like it's obviously overwhelming and no no one person can save the world and you shouldn't feel like it's either don't don't know about what's going on and live my life or know and care 24 7 and be doing something 24 7 like there can be a middle ground to like being educated and well informed and um you can be happy and not ignorant (laughs) (laughs) you can be blissful and not ignorant so maybe ignorance is bliss well you could be sort of blissful but just not ignorant (laughs) yeah you can have it both you could have it all yes (laughs) it's all about balance it just balance and like you're gonna have boundaries with you know when you choose to be like it's sometimes to be completely honest like when I go on Instagram I scroll past the stuff that's like upsetting and like that I have to read and think about sometimes and then sometimes I like really take the time to read them and figure out like what's going on and what I can do and like whatever it doesn't have to be like all or nothing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. it doesn't exactly. That's I think that's the, the how we should end it like this. Like it doesn't have to be all or nothing. Like just find that balance. If you feel like you're doing a little something, you shared a post, you donated, you contacted. I don't know one little thing every now and then. Like good, but mm-hmm. and even then, maybe you're not sharing something. Just are you reading a book? Are you reading an article? Like. Mm-hmm. That that is good on its own. Just read. How about just read? Maybe that's just good enough. Like like little things. Like yeah, yeah. Exercising every day or drinking water. Like add that to your mental health or chores or something yeah. like that. Yeah. Just fight the confirmation bias. Ignorance yeah. is question. Ask questions non 
stop. Like literally think about like, do you actually believe what you believe? Oh <laughs> Everyone after this podcast, like reflect on your own. <laughs> do you actually believe what you believe? That's like my, that's like theory of knowledge. Mm-hmm. How do you Ooh. know what you know? And like, how do you even know it's true? Do you have you ever thought about it? But we should take some gummies and then talk about that one. Episode. <laughs> <laughs> that's so deep. All right, everybody. Yeah, those are that's your homework for. <laughs> <laughs> All right, questionnaire. We should totally make a questionnaire, like okay. to check your bias. Oh my gosh. Okay, stay tuned. <laughs> stay tuned. All right. Well, thank you for listening to a Muslim and a Jew. Unlearning. Unlearning. <laughs> <laughs>